Hello from the fort. Welcome to Toros in the Middle, the podcast, a place where we sit down with various members of our community to learn about the people that make every space, classrooms to cafeteria, at Spanish Fort Middle School, the amazing place that it is. I'm your host, Jacqueline Richardson. Welcome back to Toros in the Middle, the podcast. You are listening to episode 18. have a local author, RJ McDowell, on our show um, to talk about her book that she's written and one that she has coming up. Um, I'm so glad that she commented on an Instagram post um, so that I could meet her and have her on the show so she could talk about it. So thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having um, me. And I want to jump right into talking about Fraser Fur because it is a beautiful book and story. Um, I just love it. So tell us about that book. Uh, okay, so the the idea for that book was born on a morning walk. I was walking uh, my dogs and I saw everybody after Christmas had all their trees out by the road to be picked up by the garbage. And I thought, how sad that trees grow for just how many ever years and then they're discarded and they die and that's it after like 30 days of being decorated. So I thought from the perspective of the tree, what would that be like? So I, that's where the idea came from, and um, I started writing about it, and it was it's kind of set in the 1800s about a little fir tree. You can't wait to be a Christmas tree, and my original idea was he essentially gets chosen to be a Christmas tree and then is going to realize that it's going to be over in about 30 days, and then I was like, no, what if he doesn't get chosen? You know, what if all these Fraser firs have this idea that they're supposed to be Christmas trees, but then what if there's a better purpose for them instead of being a Christmas tree? Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where that came from, yeah. And the illustration are so beautiful. Um, so like, how did you and the illustrator work together to like make it right come to life? Okay. The illustrator's my father. Oh! Yeah, so it was really a story I wrote and I thought, oh my gosh, I have a built-in illustrator yes. and uh, he's a Biloxi-based artist. So I was like, let's do some old timey, like watercolor yes. sketch type stuff. And uh, he really just, I would give him an idea and it would just come to life with what he <sighs> I don't know. How We're special. on the same wavelength. So yeah, it worked great. Of course, it worked yeah. great. Oh, yeah. that is so special. Okay. So what's your favorite memory then of writing and publishing that book? Uh, with him, of yeah. course. It's a yeah. collaboration that will like outlive both of us. And so, you know, it'll always be there something we have. And it's probably not another, I won't write another book like that one, but it was real special for us to do it together. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> that's so sweet. Um, okay. So did um, publishing that book change your writing process any? Um, a little bit. I kind of had this process where I just, I just write, I get an idea and I write and then I'm kind of lost. What am I doing? Oh my gosh. And so what I started doing after that was having sort of an outline, you know, really putting down what I planned to do instead of just, I would sit for hours a day and just write. And then I'm like, I have all this stuff I'm trying to put together in a story. And Frasier wasn't like that because it's rhyming. So it was a little, Mm -hmm. a little bit easier, but with the other books I've done, it's like I'm all over the place until (laughs) I have the outline, right? Way too many ideas, way too many ideas. So So do you write like pen, pencil, paper, do you computer? It's How computer, you, yeah. Okay. I so have you, read that other authors write their whole manuscript with pen and paper, and I'm yeah. like, I, I have a lot of respect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Do not know how yeah. they do that. So you did well. You said you keep your ideas everywhere. That's so right. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So there's everywhere. Yeah. Do you find yourself like driving down the road and have an idea? Yes, I keep a journal on me. Okay. It's next to my nightstand. It's yeah. in my car, and because yeah. I will have an idea, and I'll be like, oh, I, and I'll forget it. Ten minutes later, I'll oh, forget right. it. So yeah. Right. Yep. That's fun. Yep. Okay. Um, so the first book you ever read that brought emotion or that you thought, oh, I'm going to be a writer because of this book? 
the book that has stayed with me usually are sad books. You know, those are the ones that touch your heartstrings. The one yeah. that has always stayed with me was The Velveteen Rabbit. Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. stuff. <laughs> animals having like yeah. feelings and emotions and yeah. then becoming real because of you know your love yeah. an amazing yeah. uh, idea so and so your bio said that you wrote your first story in kindergarten yes so like was that part um, of it do I'm, you remember anything what no. came first um i probably wrote that before i read the velveteen rabbit okay. and of course that was just a simple story about some necklace being just stolen from somebody and yeah getting it back and that yeah. kind of stuff but yeah yeah, so that one had no emotion, but Velveteen <laughs> Rabbit over the years has really like, ooh. You yeah. Know, it is one of those, it's special, but I'm not sure I'll read it again just because it, it does make you sad in yeah. a good way, but yeah. 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 Um, so what made you want to be a writer? Uh, English and literature have always been, reading, all of that have always been my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. And so I probably had some very good teachers over the years. Um, and then just really writing and being like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I like this. Kind of finding your niche that probably just didn't. So where do you get your best ideas? I get my best ideas from uh, reality or my son. My son is very creative. <laughs> he will make a comment that I'm like, oh my gosh, blown away with. And so then I'll write something around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my books are some of the dialogue is things that have been said or have happened in the past. And then I'll write fiction around reality, really. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Fraser the Fur, I saw all these trees being discarded. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder what that's like from the perspective of the tree. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's such a cool game. Yeah. Okay. So for our students, um, if you had to do something differently as a middle schooler to become a better writer as an adult, what would you do? I would have paid attention a little bit better in English <laughs> class. I mean, there's some, as much as I liked English and reading and writing and all that, there's some boring stuff in there. But now I find myself going back to like middle grade ideas and I'm like, I don't know what the predicate and the, what is this? Hang on just a second. You know, so yeah, yeah probably paid attention just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> or read funny. the books they actually told me to yes. read, you know, the classics. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is controversial when I was doing a little research, but do you believe in writer's block? I do. And I've read that people you know don't yeah, um, yeah and they just say just keep writing but for me I I actually have to have an idea too and so there are sometimes where I'm like oh today's on end I don't feel like writing at all and yeah. I have to be in that creative spirit and, and have an idea and something to build around but absolutely I mean I've gone weeks with and being mopey about not writing but you know it's like oh I don't feel like it and I don't know what to write about and it's gonna be crap today anyway but yeah you know, yeah. yeah so I do believe in that yeah yeah um so favorite word uh, well, you know, I like scary stuff and my <laughs> next books are spooky. So I like words like macabre and stuff like that. They have the silent letters in them. Ah, that does kind of okay. spooky little words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, let's talk about your upcoming book. Okay. Um, so I wanted to read and write what I love to read and write most, and that is middle grade horror or any horror. I love scary movies, all of that. Um, and so I decided to write a series of books based on local lore and legends from Biloxi, Mississippi. That's my hometown. And so uh, it's based around a 13-year-old girl that sees and talks and helps ghosts. Her name is Agatha Anxious. She's kind of based on me as a kid, you know, real nervous and nail biter and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's been cool to kind of delve into real stories that I've heard all my life and then learn a little bit more about them, about ghosts and haunted places mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, so did you do research, like uh-huh. to find out more yep. about? Yeah, each topic. Yeah. yeah. So um, Okay. And so then you came and spoke read some of your chapters to our sixth graders. I did. So tell us how that was. Okay. 300 sixth graders. I was incredibly nervous about that. <laughs> I also do local theater. My son was like, why are you so nervous? I'm like, because I have to be myself in front of these kids. You know, when you're on yeah. stage, you can just be anybody you want. But I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But it was great to get their feedback because 
because they're very genuine. And that's what I wanted. You know, you don't want 100 people to say, oh, it's just amazing. I love the book. You know, you want people to go, mm, I'm not that interested, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it was perfect. And I love the survey. Um, we gave the kids a survey after um, you read to them. Yeah. And um, so many of the kids related to Agatha yeah. and being nervous. And right. one of the questions I asked them was, um, like, what would Agatha be like if they were in their classroom? And all of them were like, she would just be quiet and she would that's right. nails. That's and, right. So, like, they really, a lot of kids really connected yeah, to, that, picked up on that. to that character. Yeah. So that was really fun. And there were a few times I looked up and they're all, you know, eyes wide. I was like, okay, they're listening. They're they listening. were. Okay, they were good. buzzing about yeah. it for, like, weeks after yeah. like they it's and, a great compliment and um it is and they're like oh i can't wait till it comes out when's it gonna come out <laughs> you gotta make sure and right. i'm gonna be in seventh grade next year so you're gonna make sure that i you I tell me when it's coming out yeah, yes right. yes they were so worried about it so how long on average does it take you to write a book um the agatha book took me a whole year i would say fraser took me um probably fraser probably took me two months because i had that idea this is what i want to yeah. do i love poetry so that was very easy and i like rhyming poetry a lot of people don't like that it's very old school i had a hard time getting it published because of that mm -hmm. nobody likes rhyming anymore because um, it has to be a perfect rhyme scheme too okay. um but that one was real quick. Now, because I want to write more like little novels, those are going to take a little bit longer. But right. the, like I said, the outline really helped. The yeah. outline really helped. Yeah. I'm going to make sure I tell the English teachers That's that. right. So if someone wrote a book about your life, what would be the title and what would the blurb tell us about R.J. McDowell? Oh, I don't, mm. you know, on my website, it says something wicked this way comes. I don't know. <laughs> it has to be something spooky. I know it does, you know, but I have a marshmallow heart, so my exterior is different than my interior. Um, it probably would be that just because I like that little phrase, but, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not true. <laughs> so, That's yeah. funny. Okay. And then I always ask what um, you love about Spanish Ford. Uh, well, I do love the community and we moved here from Boston and we were, I'm from Biloxi. We lived in Boston. Of course, we were like, we got to get south. The north is not for us. Now, I will say I miss the weather in the north because Ooh. I know everybody gives me that. Same I, know, I, know. I just miss the change of seasons. Okay. We really don't have a change of seasons. It's just right. so hot except right. for a, about a month. But right. other than that community, everybody knows everybody. I like that. You know, I can get somewhere in five minutes. I mean, Boston was like, you got to take a whole day off of work if you want to like get to Publix. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really sweet. Yeah. Okay, well, um, our sixth graders are dying to read your book after hearing the first chapters from you. So tell us when we can expect that. Uh, the Agatha book, I would love to have come out right around Halloween next year. Fun. And a big Halloween yeah. kind of launch. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being Absolutely. on the show. Thank you. That was R.J. McDowell, one of our local authors. Um, her book, Frasier Fur, is available now. Um, you can get details on that from thewaywardquill.com. And look for her new book, Agatha Anxious, coming out next year. She was amazing with our kids. The kids loved it. That website again is thewaywardquill.com. This is our last episode of 2019. Toro's in the middle. Wish you and your family a very merry holiday and happy new year. We will be back with a new episode on January 9th. Thanks for listening.